the second chapter and the eighth verse. It says, That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. And suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them and said, Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will find and recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. And suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those with God is well pleased. You may be seated. So one verse, and that is verse 10, is what I want to speak to you on this morning. That I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. I want to talk to you this morning about the real news of Christmas. And I want to take verse 10 and I want to work backward. The good news and the real news of Christmas is this, is that Christmas is for all people. It's for everyone. This also has been a year of fake news. Anybody seen any fake news circulating out around there? And there's a lot of fake news about Christmas. And the fake news about Christmas is that Christmas is just for all Christians. But no, Christmas is for all people of every race, of every creed, of every background. The angel said all people. And we need to be reminded of this fact that God loves all people. In 2 Peter chapter 3, in verse 9, it says, The Lord is not slack concerning the promise, as some men count slackness, but as long-suffering to us word, not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. And then in Titus, the second chapter, the 11th verse, it says, For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people everywhere. All people. It doesn't matter whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, a Libertarian or a Librarian. A psychologist, a physiologist, a psychiatrist, a zoologist, or an archaecologist. Jesus is for all people. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting joy. The second real news about Christmas, and the good news of Christmas is this, is that all people can have great joy. All people everywhere can have great joy. At this particular time of history, there was no joy. There was no peace. Herod was an awful king. And he was treating people like they were dogs and like they were dirt. But right in the midst of great turmoil and great oppression, the angels announced great joy to all people. What a blessing it is to have the joy of the Lord. I just stopped by to tell you that Jesus is good and he's not out to ruin your life. He's out to bless your life. 
In John 10, 10 in the Amplified, it says that the thief only comes in order to steal and to kill and to destroy. But why'd you come, Jesus? Let's read it together. I came that they may have and enjoy life and have in it abundance to the full until it overflows. Great joy to all people. But there's a lot of fake news about this one. The fake news is this. God is out to judge you. God is going to get you for that. You know, if God was going to get you for that, you'd have done been got by now. God is out to make your life miserable. And maybe the most dangerous part of this fake news is personal. It is the lie that I don't deserve it. That does not come from God. That comes from SNN, not CNN. SNN is Satan's news network. None of us deserve it. But the grace of God is a free gift given to all men. That if it is received properly by faith, great joy can come into your life. That lie of not deserving it's been circulating for years and years. It is a false headline. This gift of salvation is not something that you and I work for. It's not something that we earn. I love what Romans 4.16 says. It says, so the promise is received by faith. It is given as a free gift. You know, when you and I receive a gift... We're to open it and we're to enjoy it. We didn't earn it, it's free. How would you feel if your children around the Christmas tree last night or this morning and you worked very hard and you brought them tremendous gifts and they looked at you and says, Oh, I'm not going to open this gift. I'm going to wait until June or July till I'm better because I'm not worthy. You know, there's a lot of Christians that feel as though they're not worthy. We'll just mark it down. You're not. And I'm not. But the worthy one was made sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So get rid of the ghosts of Christmas past. Get rid of the guilt. Get rid of the fear. Get rid of the condemnation. Christ is born. And when you are born of God, He has placed within you the righteousness of God. Got to preach a little bit on Christmas morning, you know. The reason why our great God gives great joy is simply because He's awesome. Is simply because he's great. Oh, how great is his goodness. Psalm 145. And the third verse says, Great is the Lord. He is most worthy of praise. No one can measure his greatness. Great joy is his will and is his plan for you. And this is my prayer for this church. And this is my prayer for my family today. From Romans 15 and verse 13. I pray that the God, the source of hope, would fill you completely with joy and peace as you trust and as you rely upon Him. Thank God that the joy 
of the Lord can be your strength in difficult situations. The real news of Christmas, the good news of Christmas is this, is that great joy starts with good news. The angel said, I bring you good news, great news of great joy that shall be to all people. What does the good news do for you? I'll tell you what, the good news will lift you. The good news, the gospel will encourage you. It has the power to take you out of the doldrums and lift you up. For he is in fact the glory and the lifter up of our heads. The good news is this. Is that Jesus Christ came into our world. And joy is found in the good news. Jeremiah said it like this. He said, thy words were found and I did eat them. And thy words were unto me the joy and the rejoicing of my heart. Now later tonight, our son and his family, our two granddaughters are coming up from the Los Angeles area. And uh, last night we tried to go get a, a meal at McDonald's and it didn't work out good. And it's not because Brenda can't cook. I said, I, I feel like having a filet of fish but it just, it wasn't a happy meal. Let's just put it that way. But tonight it's going to be a happy meal. Come on now, because we got that honey baked ham. Can I get the choir going? Can I get the organ going? And we got those cheesy potatoes. Uh-huh. Amen. And all of the spread and all of the good food is going to be at the Thomas table tonight. And you know what? I'm going to come to the table and sit on my chair. I'm not going to get under the table and beg for some crumbs. I'm coming to the table and I'm going to eat. Because Mrs. Thomas's cooking is the joy and rejoicing of my heart. How much more God has invited us to come to his table. The Bible says he prepared a table before us in the presence of our enemies. And on God's table, there's great big jugs of joy. On God's table, there's the children's bread, which is healing. On God's table is the peace of God that passeth understanding. And folks, you have a table set before you every day of your life in 66 books. Jesus stands at the door of our heart. And he's knocking. And he says, I've got some things I want to say to you. I've got some scriptures I want to encourage you with. Let the good news encourage you, even in the midst of bad news in the world. You know, if you allowed yourself to, you could get bummed out about what's going on in the world. But rather, we need to get happy about what we see in the Word. What we see in the word, if we believe it and receive it and act upon it, can change the world around us. Because it is through faith, glory to God, that you and I can live and we can change the very atmosphere that we live in by applying, applying the good news of God's word. Now here's the fake news about that. Oh, joy is just unattainable for me. Because of all of these things that have come against me. Because of all these impossible situations. It might be financial. It might be relational. It may be physical. I just cannot 
attain joy. That is a lie from the pit of hell. Joy is a choice. And joy is a character quality of Christ that he has placed on the inside of you. The Bible says that the fruit of the Spirit is love. What's the second one? Love and joy. Whether you realize it or not, when you got born again, all of the character qualities of Christ were put on the inside of you. One of which is joy. Now we can ignore that joy or we can cultivate that joy and develop that joy. How do we attain the joy of the Lord? By simply knowing that it's on the inside of us and every day choosing to be a man or a woman that is going to yield to the joy of the Lord. Say it with me, the joy of the Lord. Lord. It It is my strength. What did Jesus say? Jesus said, I've come that your joy might be full. Here's one thing that I know about joy. Joy is deeper than happiness. Happiness depends on what happens to you. Happiness depends on happenings. But joy is eternal. Happiness is external. But you can have joy in the midst of hellish attacks. Joy isn't based on outward circumstance. It is based on an inward conviction. Listen to this. And knowing that he loves me, that he has a plan for me, and everything is going to be all right. You see, eternal, external, eternal joy comes from our eternal God who gives us great joy. Today in the city of David, the Savior has been born. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. And you will find a baby wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. I saw something this week about the word wrapped. And I want to talk to you about it just for a moment. How many of you last night or maybe the morning before were up wrapping gifts at two or three in the morning? You know, I think one of the greatest things that they've come up with is gift bags. Can, can I get a witness? Just mark it down. Gift bags are of God. Gift bags are godly. But I want you to pay particular attention to this statement. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. The first wrapping was at Christmas. Mary wrapped the baby Jesus and laid him in a manger. And the humility of that is absolutely astounding and absolutely amazing. That God would come as a baby and he would depend on someone to wrap him and to keep him warm and to feed him. But that's not the last time he was wrapped. At the end of his life, when he became a substitution for all of mankind, 
And he hung on that cross. And he cried out and said, it is finished. They took him down from that cross. And they wrapped him in cloth. And they put him in a manger or in a tomb. What kind of God is this? That would allow himself to empty himself of all of his divine privileges and become as a man. To be made in the very image and likeness of God for you and for me. In Psalms 104, just to give you a further picture of this, Psalms 104 verse 2 says that the Lord wraps himself in light as with a garment. He stretches out the heavens like a tent. Understand this. He didn't need to come for himself. He is the light. He was the light and will ever be the light. He wraps himself in light. He is the one who in the beginning said, light be, and there was light. This God humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. For you and for me. And I find great joy in the fact that he gave his life for me. Are you filled with the good news today? He did all that to say to you, I love you. He did that all to say that I care for you. And you don't have to go through life alone. The good news shows us. That God makes people right with himself. And that it begins and that it ends with faith. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. And lastly this morning but not least. The real news and the good news is something that should be told. The good news should be proclaimed. The real news of the gospel should be announced. It should be preached in our life on a daily basis. You know, Jesus stood up for to read in the synagogue one day in Luke 4.18. And he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind and to set at liberty them that are bruised. I've got a question for you this morning. What brings people out of darkness? It's the good news. What brings people out of depression? It's the good news. What brings people out of disease? What brings people out of poverty? It is the good news. And the angel announced good news. And the gospel of the kingdom, Jesus said, shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then the end shall come. Now, the good news really hasn't been preached like it should be. Religion has been preached. The traditions of man have been preached. Sin and rules and condemnation, not good news, has been preached. How many of you know that sin and condemnation and guilt doesn't turn people to God? What turns people to God is good news. Our job is to proclaim that He is a good God and that He has got good things for you. The question I have for you today, what is it 
that leads men to repentance. In Romans chapter 2 verse 4 it says, Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, knowing that the goodness of God leads men to repentance. Say with me, God's good news. It leads us to repentance. Now here's the fake news about that. The fake news is this. People will just figure it out. People will figure it out. They'll figure, they'll figure how to, a way out to get to heaven. They'll, they'll figure it out. You know that song, Go Tell It on the Mountain, is not Go Figure It Out on the Mountain. It's a lie from the pit of hell. People won't figure it out. I couldn't figure it out. I didn't understand how I could get off of heroin and get out of drug, drug addiction. I couldn't figure out how I could get out of my hellish lifestyle until one day someone came along as a bearer of the good news. The guy that told me about Jesus was an ex-con. I was in a treatment center and I was doing my very best in the natural realm to do what I could do to get off of these things. But this ex-convict brought to me a little chick track. And I'm not talking about chicks. I'm talking about back in those days there were chick tracks. And these chick tracks had little cartoons in them, but they were the message of the good news. And I started thinking about that. And then one night, I went to a high school auditorium. And they let me out of the hospital long enough just so I could go to that service. And at age 24, I heard the real good news for the first time. Thank God for men and women that will preach the good news. But also, thank God for men and women like you that will allow the good news so to affect your life that you just cannot keep it to yourself. This good news that you and I have, it's worth sharing. It's worth proclaiming. You never know how you might affect a person's life. Simply by showing them the love of God. People will not figure it out by themselves. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. There's no way that people are going to hear the good news without someone telling them about it. I have a good friend in Minneapolis, Minnesota that goes out and wins people by the thousands every year. They go to the streets, they go to the malls, they go to the laundromats like our people do here. And the main question that they ask people is this, have you heard the good news? And it takes people by surprise. What, what, what's going on? What good news? And they're able to share with them about Jesus. And people by the thousands open up their heart to Jesus. Now, you may not be a person that goes into the laundromats or goes to BART or goes to the malls to tell people about Jesus, but you can let your light shine in the marketplace. You can let your light shine wherever you may be. You know, there's something different about a sold-out Christian. There's something different about a man or a woman who lives this gospel. 
This gospel is to be proclaimed. This gospel, it is to be preached. And even the shepherds proclaimed it. The Bible says, after seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. And I close with this thought in mind today. Let's not let the fake news persuade us. Let's be persuaded by the good news. What's the good news? It's to all people. And that all people can have great joy. And that we are to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Amen. Bow your head for prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we rejoice this Christmas morning. This hour that we have spent together this morning is a time of great, great joy. We give you praise. We give you glory for it in the name of Jesus. And I think that today we should pray for one another.